Welcome back, everybody, to the Nosebleed Sports Podcast. I am Chris Witt, and with me, as always, is the crack-a-thug himself, Mr. Adam Schmidt. Adam, how are you, crack-a-thug? I knew you were going to do that, and it still caught me off guard somehow. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. (laughs) Adam, we have got to start this podcast off with... Well, for now on, here's the deal. We've heard if you if you listen to pod, a couple podcasts, you know, Adam started the podcast off. We wanted to tell a little story. Adam, you know, Adam put on the COVID nineteen, so he's been trying to 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 throw a couple of those lbs off by walking. Right, gets out. It's nice outside. Uh, get a little brisk walk in. We heard all about the love of his life. Who, by the way, this week I was rolling through Shiviet and. I know for a fact that I saw that same man who was telling you how sexy you were as you walked down because he was with the same old lady that you described and he was the most flamboyant man I've ever seen walking by him, not by himself, five steps in front of the lady he was with, kept turning around looking at her. But anyway, I saw him. Hey, I say go for it, dude. <laughs> yeah, think I'll take a chance. Hey, you take a chance with that one, dude. I mean, he obviously doesn't have a car. <laughs> Obviously, uh, relies on his grandma to t- take care of him. But you know, some people just need a man to support him. And you know, maybe he just he just hadn't found the right man yet. You know what? I'm open for a sugar daddy. You wanna, uh, <laughs> you wanna, you wanna pay for me to? I, I'm trying to, I'm trying to quit my job. So I mean, if you want to support me too, you can support there your you grandma. Go. Support me. We'll all live in that little apartment uh, right around the corner <laughs> from where I live, and. Uh, we go. We'll be one big happy family. All right. So that being said, this is a sports podcast, and we will get to sports. We have sports coming up, but for right. now on, every week we are going to start you off with an Adam Schmidt walking story. We're gonna. I decided just now that we're going to call it "Walking with Adam." No, 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 no. Walking with a crack of thug. <laughs> Adam, get us started and tell us why we're going to start calling. Why we're going to call this "Walking with Cracker Thug." I get to see in the neighborhood that I live in and in surrounding area, I get to see and hear a lot of funny things. And, and by funny, I usually mean a little trashy, uh, a little, there's just, you know, it's, it's not a, it's a, it's an area that has gone downhill. I would say since I (laughs) have been alive and I've lived in this, I've lived, I've lived in this neighborhood my entire life. Um, And I still, I still love it. And I still choose to live here, but uh, you do see a lot of people that are a little down on their luck or just down on their wits, uh, down on their down on their brains, maybe a little bit. So, <laughs> and I do, I see things all the time. I, I, I do have funny stories all the time. So I would love to share some of them. This one, the one that you're talking about, I'm walking yesterday and I see, you know, I, I, I wear the mask and I wear it under my chin until I see somebody coming you know, in the distance. And then yep. when I see somebody, if I'm it, I, a lot of times I'll just cross the street if there's nobody on the other side of the street. And, you know, every single time I'm going through my head, are they offended that I, they, they see me crossing ahead of them? Like I'm trying to avoid them. And that whole thing goes through my head every time, but when let, I don't, let it be known, let it be known right now, whether COVID is going on or not, Adam is crossing the street when somebody's walking towards him. <laughs> that's right. Um, <laughs> No, no, not always. Um, and it's, it's not, you know, it's just because I, if I can still like 
have the mask below my face and you know be that far away i'll do that but anyway Mm -hmm. i don't always get to do that so anyway i see a couple of people uh, way up ahead coming toward me pull the mask up in plenty of time and i see they have walking between them is this little tiny kid like one one and a half years old maybe i'm really bad at guessing ages but that one wasn't too hard probably five years old probably Probably five years old she this little girl could have been anywhere between one and 11 i would say so i trust your guessing of this kid's age because you have a you have three uh well one niece and two nephews and they range in ages of one to five or six uh yeah now yeah uh two to five now two to five two to five now so two to five. So you've got a pretty good idea of an age. So, so continue, continue. You got, you got, so we have two women and one, uh, little, 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 one, one little girl, cutest little girl in the world. I, I love little kids. They're so adorable. This little girl was, was the cutest thing. Now <clears throat> the one gal was actually holding the, the little girl's hand and, uh, you know, they're all three walking the other one is like kind of like doing little dance moves and stuff and trying to get the little kid to do the same thing as they're walking toward me. So um, TikToks. Yeah. Going through maybe, the TikTok routine. Maybe a TikTok routine. Yes, sir. Um, as they're approaching though, <laughs> I notice I, well, the first thing, the first sense that I use is my sense of smell because I smelled a skunk. Okay. And, um, Sure. I, I don't think there were any skunks around. So as I got closer, I realized that uh, the young lady who was doing the dance, the TikTok dance moves, was also smoking um, a, um, uh, a jazz cigarette, we'll call it. Was it a was it a marijuana cigarette? Was, was she a, smoking a marijuana cigarette? It was I, I was I was trying not to curse on the podcast, but yeah, we'll go with that one. Um, <laughs> and, uh, she had herself a fat blunt. <laughs> she had herself a she had herself a Philly blunt that she unwrapped and added a little something to and wrapped it back up i think and or however they get that stuff in there walking down the street of shivian wide ohio wide open in in westwood uh in in westwood i was in westwood so it was in cincinnati so it was was, yeah officially yeah if yeah (laughs) in within the city limits uh still illegal (laughs) either way uh, it's still anyway, legal either way. So she's she's smoking. I don't know. Maybe they're pa- maybe all three of them are passing it hey, passing maybe, it around. But she, maybe she's got a medical card. She's probably has glaucoma. She probably yeah. has anxiety. She probably has a, a good reason to be doing that, right? So, <laughs> um, I had the opportunity to get a little secondhand high for a moment, and um, I had I I, I, I pulled out a new sh- a shirt, not a new shirt, but a shirt I never wear. Uh, because it, it always fit me weird and it doesn't quite feel right. It's, it's kind of that starchy, you know, you feel some shirts are a little stiffer. Thick. It's thick. It's thick. It's a little it's thick. like that thick cotton, that yep. thick cotton. Yeah. Yep. T-H-I-C-C, the double Ooh, C. Yeah. Ooh, um, the double C. I think that girl, <laughs> that girl, she, was she thick? Uh, the, 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 no. Well, the one, the one who was, looked like maybe a little more responsible was thick, I would say with a K. Um, that's the not, that's the not as good kind from what I understand. (laughs) And the other girl was not at all. She was thin. Um, and she, but in her face, boy, it looked like she, 
<laughs> it looked like she probably was smoking a lot of stuff and doing some other i don't know maybe uh, some maybe maybe a little maybe a little methamphetamine to go on like, top of that looked like she was in good shape but also her face was a little weather beaten we'll say um so <laughs> little leather face a little weather weather beaten um oh, i call i call those leather faces leather face leather face. Okay. yeah <laughs> i see what you mean. okay anyway this gal maybe had a little bit of a rough life but uh she seemed to be doing fine i was i was nice that she was out getting some exercise and um and and so i had this it was a celtic shirt okay it's the old it's the full logo with the old the old guy with the like the gold in his hat and his you know, mm-hmm. leaning on the cane the old celtic guy um beautiful logo on this shirt and and i hardly ever wear it so it still looks new even though i've had it for a long time so, so you were looking crisp that thing was crisp what thing was crisp uh, oh, was it is it white was it white it's black Oh, it's black. Ooh, okay, okay, black okay, 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 a, I, I, okay. My favorite color. I wear a lot of okay. black. So, as we're passing, I mean, I try to, you know, just give a nod. I have my face mask on. I, I think I may have muttered hello, which is usually what I do. And then I, I immediately realize they didn't hear you, Adam, because you don't speak loud enough to begin with and you're wearing a mask. But uh, I at least try to nod as well. So they just know that I'm trying to, you know, that I'm not friendly. A, yeah. So... <clears throat> they kind of just glance at me or whatever as they're walking by. And as they're passing, I hear the one gal say something and it took a second to register. Cause at first I didn't even realize she was talking to me until I heard the end of it. And then I replayed it in my head. And what I thought I heard was something along the lines of, Hey, cracker thug. <laughs> I like your shirt. And I, I at you first, her, you at first her since I heard gal. I like your shirt, I didn't process the first part of it at first. So I just said, thank you. And then as <laughs> soon as I said, thank you, I'm already in the process of, of, of re going through what she just said of hearing it again in my mind. And I'm, I think that is what I heard. <laughs> and she said, uh, she said, Hey, cracker thug. I like your shirt. Adam said, thank you. I, I, I probably to her sounded like, thank you. <laughs> but, um, and that's probably, that probably is what I sounded like. But anyway, that, that was, uh, that was a special moment. And then I, I had a laugh for the rest of my walk, uh, just replaying <laughs> that over and over in my head. I mean, I so, had other stories on, on that walk, but that was the one that stuck out the most. Write the rest of the stories down. Cause every week we are going to have stories with cracker walking stories with cracker thug. And <laughs> <laughs> uh i will be calling you cracker thug for a very very long time and listen for for all you pc people out there i'm not calling him a cracker in a bad way i'm uh, this is this is we're just having fun all right so don't cancel us because i use the word cracker but that man right there on the other side of this on the other side of this zoom call that my friend is a cracker thug yeah I, that's, I am, if I've ever seen one, I don't know what that means, but okay. <laughs> On that note, that's we're, we're going to, yep. Yeah, that'll be my only story uh, for this week. And I would certainly have another one for you next week. I'm so excited for stories. Oh, walking stories with cracker thug, AKA Adam Schmidt are coming up every week. We've got a new segment for the podcast. This is getting better. This podcast may turn into the nosebleed podcast. 
we may just take sports out of it. And we may have a Mount Rushmore. We may have a comedy segment, walking stories with Cracker Thug. We may just blow sports out of this and just make it make sports in every once in a while part of the podcast. Hey, we can we can we can talk sports or we can pick like one one little sports thing to talk about or something like that. But yeah, I mean we've got plenty of content, pal. Oh, there's no doubt about it. I'm in love with walking stories with Cracker Thug. All right. So, all right. So, so let's do a little bit of sports because there's some crazy stuff going on in sports that nobody's thinking about right now, right? We're in that, 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 that middle area, right? The, the, the draft, the NFL draft isn't here yet. It's a week and a half away. Everybody's talking about that. If you listen to the podcast, you know, we don't care about the draft. We'll talk about what happened after the draft. Luke, I got no problem with that. We'll bring on Andre Edwards, talk about the people that came in, talk about some free agents that might have hit uh, for the Bengals. That's about all we'll do with the draft. So this is kind of a middle ground for us, right? The NBA is playing, but it's in that slow period. Major League Baseball started a couple of weeks ago. Now we're kind of getting into the long, drawn-out, slow period of Major League Baseball, which we will talk a little red legs here in a little bit. So we're going to just find a couple oddball stories out there, and Adam's going to let us know what is going on in the real world of sports. The first thing uh, that really piqued my interest was this Joe West, Paul LaDuca story. So Joe West, uh, it, and baseball fans know Joe West, and that's not a good thing because you're not supposed to know umpire names. I mean, we oh, know you are not. We, we, you we know, know two umpires. Name. You know two umpires. Exactly. Don't you? It's, it's, Ten, it's, I, it's, on the count of three, we Joe West is one. On the yeah. count of three, we're going to say the other one. Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Angel, Angel Hernandez. Hernandez. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Of course. Everybody knows that. Anybody who follows baseball semi-closely knows that. And, and we probably follow it close enough to know some other names just because they do so, you know, their umpires stick around for a long time. Yeah, um, but Joe West is Joe West and Angel Hernandez are the two most famous, and usually not for good reasons. Angel Hernandez is known for being just the worst, like a really bad umpire, and Joe West is—I don't even know if he's a bad umpire, but he just likes to steal the show. He likes to make sure he's seen. Joe West is not a great umpire. Okay. Uh, he might be just a mediocre umpire but it's the stealing the show for him. Angel Hernandez is exactly the same thing. Angel Hernandez might be the worst umpire in major league baseball, but the reason you think that is because he's always trying to do the exact same thing. He will talk. He will almost antagonize a batter to start talking back to him when they're behind the plate. He has looked around at cameras to make sure the camera was on him, then turned around and went at the, at the player things. They've got things caught with Angel Hernandez that are crazy. Him and Joe West, absolutely awful. Paul LaDuca used to love him, catcher for the old catcher for the Dodgers. What happened? What's going on? I have no idea what's going on with this. So apparently a year, maybe a little over a year ago, Paul LaDuca um, on a podcast told a story about a time when Joe West was umpiring behind the plate a game where Billy Wagner came in to the game. Okay. Uh, all-time great closer, Billy Wagner, right? One of the One of the greats. Hold on a second. Billy Wagner was a Houston Astros closer for a million years. Paul Duca caught for the Astros? 
No, it was um, – I think he played – I think it was with the Phillies, I want to say. It was either with the Phillies or the Mets. I think they both played for both of those teams, I want to say. Okay. It was okay. one of the uh, The Phillies – that could be for, for – um, yeah, I think I remember Billy Wagner playing for the Phillies maybe. Yeah. That could be. I think it was with them. I could so, be. I don't know. Either way, Paula Duke was catching Billy Wagner. Obviously, it was the end of the game. And he comes in. Billy Wagner comes in. Paula Duke says he goes out to the mound – when Wagner comes in to talk strategy or whatever. And Billy Wagner tells him set up a few more inches inside. Uh, I'm getting the, I'm getting the call from Joe West. And he's like, what are you talking about? He hasn't given us the inside corner all game long. He's like, I'm going to get the call set up even more inside. Paula Duca goes back, sets up three, four, three, four, five extra inches off the plate. Takes a couple takes a couple off the plate and, and says they are not even close to being strikes gets the strike call. They get, uh, they win the game after the game. He goes to Wagner and says, what's the story? What is going on? Why did you get those calls from Joe West? And why did you know you were going to get them? And he says, Billy Wagner told him when I, when we come in town or when Joe West comes in town, I, he loves classic cars, loves old cars. And I have a 57 Chevy. I think it was, he just, I think I just heard Chevy. I don't know exactly what kind. Uh, everybody, when everybody thinks of a classic car, 57 Chev, just, 57 just, Chevy, it just rolls off the tongue. Right. Uh, and he said, I let, I let him drive it when he comes in town and he, he, he gets, he gets me a few extra inches. So Paula Duca tells that story <laughs> and Joe West files a defamation lawsuit against Paul LaDuca saying that's, it's not true. I never did that. And the big thing was number one, apparently, I don't know if he actually testified, but apparently Billy Wagner was asked about this and said, and, and denied it. He said, no, that's, that never happened. That's not true. And then the big thing was, they proved that Joe West never umpired a game behind home plate where Paul LaDuca and Billy Wagner were the battery. What? The the game there was never a game that Joe West was behind home plate when those so two pa- So Paul LaDuca is just a habitual liar just made for no the reason. Thing up. What do you call those people that just lie for no reason? Like there's no reason. He's on a podcast. He can't probably has a million stories and he just made that up. Yeah. I I, I Apparently, uh, so Joe West filed him for defamation of character or, or whatever it is. And he said one of his reasons was, so first of all, he got $500,000 out of this lawsuit, two fifty for, two fifty for the defamation or whatever, two fifty for um, like the cost of repairing his name. So he, he hired, he has to hire a PR, like a professional PR firm to help build his name back up and revive it from this, from this slander. Joe West, his, his name has been slander for 25 years. For a long time. <laughs> He's been dying for this to happen. He's been dying for it. To, yeah. So <clears throat> one of the biggest reasons that he said was now, this is the season we're in right now, 2021. This is Joe West's last season. He is retiring at the end of the season. He needs 60 games, I believe it is, from right now to 
break the record for most games managed in the major leagues? Probably not managed, more like umpired. I would say more like umpired. I think you're right. Okay. Because yeah. um, if he were to manage 60 games starting from today, he will have only managed 60 games. A total of 60 games, right. That's excellent math, by the way. I, I, I needed you on that because I didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's elder math, buddy. Elder math, you know what? And I didn't pay very close attention. So, Speak, uh, hey, you speaking of getting an inch or two every once in a while, freshman year, I'm about, oh, no, let's finish this up. I'm going to, okay. after this, I've I got wanna, a story. I'm going to hurry. Story. I'm going to hurry this up because I want the story. Okay. So, anyway, Joe West wins $500,000. He wins half a million dollars. And he says, He's trying to make he's trying to get in the Hall of Fame. Joe West specifically talks about the Hall of Fame and his he he is filing this lawsuit because he believes that there's a chance that that story told in the, you know, and everybody in the universe has access to that could possibly keep him from entering the Hall of Fame. I don't know if that's the Umpires Hall of Fame or the Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. No, that's Hall Major League Baseball Hall of Fame. Major League okay. Baseball Hall of Fame. There's quite a few. There's a few umpires in there. So Joe West wants badly to get in there. He's, so he's, he's going to get end, in there because if it's the Hall of Fame, he's the most famous umpire ever probably. Without a doubt. I was just going to say, there's no doubt. With If there is an umpire that's going to be there, it's going to be Joe West. But – that is so the whole reason so joe west is like you said known for making the show come to joe the game is all about joe west the best umpires are the umpires you've never heard of but everybody knows joe west because he wants the show put on him and the whole reason is once again for even having this lawsuit is to just put all eyes on him and put him in the hall of fame unbelievable i feel like that's reason enough to have let Joe West lose that. You know what would be a fun game to do on this podcast? What's that? Do uh, one of those things where we each have to name an, an umpire, like current or or former, and like I have to name an umpire, you have to name another one, I have to name another one, you have to name another one, and then the first person that gets to where they can't name another one loses. I don't know that I can go past those two. Yes, you can. No, I, I'm on. Um, man, I, uh, I, I mean, I probably know them if I hear the names, like because I've heard them so many times. They say the umpires before every game that we watch on TV and everything. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know that off the top of my head I could say anyone except Joe West and Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez is the first one that comes to my head, it, and Joe West. A, a YouTube search of Angel Hernandez is some of the best comedy you will find on the internet. Oh my gosh. It's so, it's some, so of the strike, some of the strike zones are comically bad. Yes. Yes, they are. I'll definitely, if you get a chance to do that, look that up. All right. So I, I may get a, I may get a lawsuit filed after this story of for defamation and they, <laughs> and I may, I may not be able to prove it, but I don't care. I don't have $500,000 for you to come get. So before you start this, I love that you're about to tell me a, a, a high school math story while you're holding a pencil. I love that. Yes. I love pencils. I love pencils. Love oh, you got a rubber there. pencil? Nice rubber pencil. I got a rubber pencil. Yeah, I rubber pencil. I love pencils. Uh, I use a pencil for work all the time. I usually keep that thing back up behind the ear. You know, most people think that looks goofy, but I don't care. Good place for a pencil. So 
my mom hates pencils with a passion, like is scared of pencils. You bring a pencil and you just put it anywhere near her face, anywhere near her. And she starts freaking out. It's really weird. Yeah. Letophobia. Something like that. So anyway, yes, I love pencils. I once had a guy tell me uh, a good salesman always has a pencil because no matter if it's too hot or too cold, sometimes it gets too cold. A pen doesn't work. Mm. The, the, the ink freezes up. Pencil. Always got a pencil. Always able to write. Anyway. So speaking of pencils, math, algebra, algebra one that you take your freshman year. Okay. So I'm not an artistic fella by any means, right? I mean, I still draw stick figures when I'm drawing a person. Like if somebody tells me draw a person, I draw a stick figure. Uh, my, my kids are five and seven and they draw better, draw everything better than me, color better than me, inside the lines, everything. So my freshman year, instead of taking art class, I made the decision to take beginning band, right? You, you take an instrument, you play an instrument, you learn how to play it. You don't have to march. You don't have to do all that goofy stuff. You just learn how to play an instrument. So I learned how to play the sax. So I'm taking, taking beginning band. Uh, a wonderful teacher by the name of Mr. Geis mm-hmm. is the band, uh, the band instructor guy. He's, you know, throws his hands around. Great guy. Love Mr. Geis. Geis I, can, can rip a phone book in half. Literally can rip a phone book in half. We had the power people like all these these huge strong people that come they came to the school and they like preach about god and how great you can be and then do all these feet athletes in action do these feats of strength and then they rip a telephone book in half and they're and all of a sudden the whole place erupts and everybody pulls mr geist out we're at the wrestling gym you might have you might have been at elder at the same time but they pull mr geist He's up in the wrestling gym, up in the stands with us all watching this. Pull him down. Mr. Geis is about 6'4", 125 pounds soaking wet. (laughs) And all these huge, strong people and athletes in action just rip the phone book in half like, oh, well, if you believe in God, you can do anything. And Mr. Geis grabs a phone book and tears it in half greatest thing i ever seen the skinniest man in the school rips it have they were at the, the the athletes and athletes in action were speechless they had nothing to say couldn't say anything anyway yeah, right, because mr. Mr. Be- don't forget because mr geist is a satanist he worships worship satan so you do not have to believe in god to rip a phone book in half obviously that's not true defamation, at all. i, I do defamation not defamation lawsuits just i don't have five hundred thousand either a total, total lie, total joke. Mr. Geis is a God-fearing man and a lovely man. God, I love Mr. Geis. All right, I love him. But this is this is this is a true story. So, uh, I take algebra one my freshman year as well. So I have Mr. Geis for two classes. He teaches me algebra and he teaches me how to play the saxophone. So, not a lot of people are into the band, right? There's not a lot of people that are into being in the marching band. So a lot of he they they try to get these people in beginning band to be in the marching band their sophomore year. So I am failing algebra. Okay. So where Billy Wagner was getting three, four, five inches, I needed three, four, five, six points 
eight points maybe <laughs> on my final exam to pass algebra. And I don't get the number I need. I miss it by about five, six, seven, eight points on my final exam. And I stayed after, waiting for him to grade it because I knew it was going to be bad. And he looked at me and he said, Chris, we could really use another person to play saxophone in the marching band. And I looked at him and I was like, all right. And he passed me. <laughs> no summer school. I just had to do a year in band. It was it was a year. I did a year. I sang into my I sang the national anthem into my saxophone for a year. Like it, was a to, like it was a microphone. I didn't know how to play it. So we stood out on the football field and I just said, Oh, say can you see? And I just moved my fingers around. <laughs> anyway, this could be defamation of character, but Mr. Geist 100 percent gave me like six points on my final exam so i would have enough on that final to get myself to a d so i did not have to take summer school <laughs> i i did i had the same thing in geometry i came up, up i came up i want to say like maybe hold a on point or two geometry with with mr that's mr o lewis Mr. Uh, Owens, Mr. Owens, mm, Mr. Owens, mm, boy, will you like lemonade too? You want to drink some lemonade? You don't know again. <laughs> I don't know why he said that. I think he was talking about beer. So, well, you've been going out drinking lemonade all weekend, boy. <laughs> he was John Wayne. Mr. Owens was John Wayne. Yeah, he was reincarnated. Anyway, so <laughs> tell me about that guy. Did, did you have so your notebook was perfect because you could you could get a zero on. Every single – any test that he gave you, you could get a zero on. You could not know anything. But as long as you had your red, blue, black, and green pen on point for his notes and your notebook was perfect, you passed that. You passed. Those stupid notes. Yeah, I did. I, I mean, That's I the only reason I, I passed know. geometry. That was the same thing. I passed that because of my notebook, not because of my grades. I think I was a, I would think I was at least a couple points short at the end of the year, and I think he just gave it to me. Because he didn't want you. He didn't want you to take summer school. Nah. Look nope. at this little boy. Look at this little boy. Mm, you wouldn't make it in summer school, son. You'd be somebody's <laughs> boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like something you would say. <laughs> we had some. We still. We were still. I think we're old enough to still have. A few teachers that were still left over that would say inappropriate things sometimes and would not get in trouble. It would not get in trouble. Yeah, there was definitely a couple. We had a couple. We had a couple. We had a couple. I'm not, I'm not throwing names out on that one. I was just about to, and then I'm like, yeah, okay, we got it. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that because some of those teachers were my some of my favorite teachers. And they've already had defamation of character lawsuits go out for them. So I I feel for those guys. I feel for some of them. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna throw it out to them. I'm not gonna make them any worse. Hey, chief. Anyway. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> he might be dead now. Old chief. Uh, a lot of a lot of them might be dead now. I don't know. <laughs> a lot That's of more dead. Actually, I know for <laughs> sure. I still get the alumni newsletter magazine. <laughs> yep, I do. But it goes to my mom's house. I've changed my address on on the website. I've actually called 
into Elder and change the address, and it still goes <laughs> to my mom and dad's house every single month. The purple, whatever it is. Yeah. Anyway, all right, all right. So that's my finishing Joe. So we're these are supposed to be quick topics. We said we were going to do quick, boom, 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 boom topics, and well, then, once again, yeah. like usual, I've blown it out of proportion. I sorry. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Well, I'll quickly bring up. So this next one, not that it, it doesn't deserve much time because this is probably my favorite story of the week is it, we've had some really good stories so far. Even forget the Joe West one, just our personal stories. Um, but this Hope Trot wine pitcher for the University of North Texas softball team did something that no one in NCAA Division One softball or baseball history has ever done. And that is pitch a, what they're calling a perfect, perfect game. That means that she struck out every single batter that came to the plate. They only play seven. How many innings, innings so do they play? Seven innings. Seven innings okay. So she had 21 strikeouts. Nobody hit the ball. Nobody put the ball in play. She didn't walk anybody. As a matter of fact, not only did she not walk anybody, she did not reach a three ball count on any batter. Holy smokes! Didn't get to three balls. She had she had business to take care of. Apparently, it was. You the think first... she can pitch? You think I can get her birth certificate updated and get her on my eight U baseball team? <laughs> she could probably, yeah, she could she could probably do that. Um, <laughs> she, I, I guess she's a she's pretty good normally, but obviously has never done anything like this before. And she's I, I saw a couple interviews. She seems like a really really sweet kid, and and she. Uh, you know, really humble about it and everything and, and just, you know, taking it all. She's like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe people are like talking about this on national media. I was on ESPN and like she you know, that kind of <laughs> you struck kinda... out 21 straight batters. Yeah, I think you're going to make ESPN there, big girl. Yeah. I said big girl. I don't even know what she looks like. I didn't mean it that way. I no, meant she's, like she's, big yeah, time. She's, yeah, she's uh, yeah, she she was uh, good. She was good. She was very good, good. good player. She's a good player. And uh, <laughs> uh, for now on, whenever we, whenever something comes up, I'm just going to look at you and I'm going to go CC or CK. <laughs> Are you asking me about Hope Trot one? I'm just, I'm just going to look at you. And I'm going to go CC or CK. Okay. That'll work. Um, all right. CC or CK. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, good for her. Very impressive. <laughs> no, you know what? If I'm being honest, Cece, she's 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 a pretty gal. She's a pretty a girl. Gal. Hey, you okay, uh, you you don't have to elaborate. Who's don't have to elaborate? Okay, Cece, Cece. Um, but anyway, she uh, really impressive, really impressive. And I don't I, look. We don't follow, you know, college softball or anything like that. But it doesn't matter. That's impressive no matter what level you're at no matter you know man woman hermaphrodite oh, if, any kind of anything um anyone that's ever walked onto a field a baseball field a softball field that is it's unprecedented i've never heard it being done this is the first time i've ever heard it being done unless you're watching the scout the movie the scout with brandon frazier yeah did it for the yankees <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. This just, this just popped out at me. I think I saw this story yesterday. It must've been a couple of days ago when she did that. Um, and it was just, I was just 
blown away to, to strike every batter out. And I mean, the, the thing that gets me is the no three ball count. I mean, that's, that's so impressive. You like, what is she a jump ball pitcher? She's got to just be throwing gas, right? You got to be throwing gas. She apparently throws a lot of pitches because they were talking, there was an interview they were talking to her about, she has a wristband and, and you know, baseball teams, especially at that, you know, high school and college level use those all the time, you know, even infielders to, to, do different strategies you know uh, yeah but that's like that. that's plays that's that's knowing what to do with the ball knowing 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 what you know if there's a runner on first what the catcher's gonna do first and third like it's right. it, there's a that's that's a that's usually not a pitch calling thing but it but it is for her so she she was saying she has she said i have a, a wrist guard for all the pitches that i throw so I can check so they can call out a number the the um, coach calls you know calls the pitches i guess gives them to the to the catcher and she drops it down or whatever and she checks her so apparently she throws enough pitches to have a chart on her on her wristband have you ever looked up what pitches are called in softball they got like drop ball rise ball is my favorite rise ball yeah yeah okay you ever seen one of those i guess because you know everything you throw overhand falls every these girls throw this ball in it It'll start at your ankles and end up at your waist. And it's like, how in God's name did she do that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's really fun. It reminds me of one of my favorite things. I think it was on This Week in Baseball. Jenny Finch used to have a, a segment on there, and she was, did you see, she was filthy. She struck out so many major league players on that. She, I watched I, her strike out Barry Bonds and Mike Piazza. I, and I believe for a long time, I don't know if it if it continued on after that, but for a long time, nobody even touched it. Like nobody even tipped the ball until she pitched to Sean Casey the one week. He's the first really? guy, the first guy to get a piece of it. He just fouled it off, but he was it was a big deal because nobody up to that point had even touched the ball. So, because she would stand at she would stand at where where softball pitcher was at yeah which is like and they were saying like that. We, they were saying the when you take the distance into consideration and the speed of the pitch it equated to like 113 mile an hour fastball Ooh. yeah that's why nobody could touch it <laughs> <laughs> that's why you can pitch a rise ball too because you're not on a mound you're just on flat ground the same as yep same plane yep but- and the ball's not coming from over top. It's coming from underneath. So from underneath. the spin's different. Right. Um, so anyway, good for Hope Trot Wine. Might have to, might have to, uh, you know, on if you have the ESPN app, you can like flag specific players, like even college players. And uh-huh. Alerts for what they do. I wonder if I can find, if they have uh, Hope Trot Wine on there. You can go to. I bet they do now. I have to, Yeah. I have to, I have to check that out. Keep an eye on her. Okay, so that's uh, that's that. I, I think we just wanted to jump into the Reds. I, I know this is a a uh, universal podcast, and we talk about as much stuff in the world and in you know, mostly the country. Uh, but sometimes, I mean, we're we're from Cincinnati, so we we're uh, from we, the Natty, man. We 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 both live in the in the Cincinnati location. Locale, suburbs. Adam lives in a slightly different city. Although Adam's city that he lives in is surrounded by the city of Cincinnati. That's right. So there's a city in Ohio. There's a city inside of a city. 
never seen it before. I don't know if it's in any other place, but Adam lives in the city of Shiviet, Ohio, which is inside the city of Cincinnati, Ohio. That's right. That being said, we're a Cincinnati-based podcast. Yes, and my home address specifically is 2841. No, I'm just kidding. It's not that. (laughs) (laughs) That Um, being said, uh, we do like to talk about the Reds, just like we do about the Bengals and and Xavier basketball and a little bit of UC basketball. We we bring in a little uh, regional flair into the podcast. So the Cincinnati Reds got off to a fireball of a start. Uh, It was freezing cold on opening day. They lost and then won. Was it six straight? I think it was was it five? It was five or six? Yeah. Five so since then, uh, things have. Can you still hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, good. Uh, since then, things have gotten a little um, have, have evened out, if you will. Where where we have gone? Let's see. The Reds they've lost two in a row now. Mm-hmm. A couple two, days ago, they were seven and three with the third best record in baseball. Yes. And now they have lost two. They've lost four out of their last five games. So where we wanted to kind of talk about how hot they were because they were, they had been on a one, two, three, four, five, six game winning streak. They were six and one. They then lost five of their next, sorry, they lost four of their next five games. Um, So this team, we knew they weren't going to go 161 and one. Right, that wasn't going to happen. We knew they'd fall off. They're going on. They, they, it's a short West Coast. Um, uh, what do you call that? Trip, road trip. Trip, road trip. Short West Coast road trip. Uh, and when they do that for fifty years, the thirty-seven years I've been alive, they have always been terrible on the West Coast trips. So. The fact that they got two wins out of this West Coast trip, I'm not too too terribly upset about. But now we get Cleveland and then Arizona at home, and things get a little bit more fun. So really excited to see what happens from here. And not only do they come back home and, and play a couple series at home, but they now get Sonny Gray back. He has not pitched yet this season, and he apparently is going to be back for his next start. I didn't see when yet, but – um, he's apparently coming off the DL in the next couple of days uh, if he's not already. So, is he doing any rehab? Well, I guess rehab hasn't started. That doesn't start till May, right? The yeah, uh, I think he already. I think he already threw some uh, simulated games or something like that. Down in Louisville. Okay. Yeah. Uh, or probably at the at the uh, Prasco Park um, at that facility because I think they're doing that until the minor league stuff starts. I'm pretty sure. I thought that they were right until until minor league started. They were doing everything in Louisville, and oh, then once minor league starts, then there is no Prasco Park anymore. It just goes back to the minors. Then the minor leagues are back up, and then the guys will just go down to AAA to make their rehab start. I got gotcha. you. Okay, I think the Prasco Park thing is over. I'm pretty sure that's what Bobby said when he was on with us. Bobby Nightingale Jr., uh, fan of the podcast, on the podcast quite a bit. Uh, USA Today, son of the great. Bobby Nightingale. This is Bob Nightingale. This is Bobby Nightingale Jr. Reds beat writer. I think he's better than his dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. Way, way, way better than I'm just kidding. His dad is a, <laughs> his dad is a, is a legend in the baseball writers community. Um, and Bobby's, Bobby's going to be there too. I mean, he's, he's yeah. already fantastic. I love his coverage of the Reds. 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Um, either way, I think he did whatever he needs to do because uh, I just saw something today, a quick little headline uh, about Sonny Gray coming back. We still, I'm not positive about um, about your boy, uh, Muscles, Mr. Muscles. Um, oh, uh, you're talking about Mike, Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen. Michael Lorenzen, yep. Well, I always want to call him Jared Lorenzen. Yeah, you know, another guy that had big muscles too, just couldn't couldn't Jared Lorenzen did not have big muscles you know what I'll bet he did underneath you think he had big muscles underneath all that flab yeah he was I mean he was a big boy he was a big boy real big guy yeah real big guy I met him one time uh CC or CK oh that's both (laughs) can you be both because that's both I don't know I don't know the CK. meaning of either one, so I sure you were the one that explained the meaning of them earlier in the podcast. All right, maybe I do. <laughs> uh, so Jerry Lorenzen, uh, Kentucky, former Kentucky quarterback and NFL quarterback, came into my work when he his first year, I think, in the NFL, the one or two years he spent that he got when he was there. Maybe he was still at Kentucky. I don't know, but he had all blue Kentucky on, and he was a Big son of a gun. Wait, back then, back then, we talking Hobby Lobby or are we talking? No, uh, no, this was uh, Remeyer Lumber. Like my first year at Remeyer Lumber, I, I gave him, gave him a few, uh, few two by fours or something like that. Okay, I broke him right over his knee or whatever. I don't know. Um, Probably or his belly. Yeah, yeah. Swung him because it wasn't his abs; it was his belly. Broke <laughs> broke him over his back like Glenn Bragg's. Um, uh, is that a, that's a, that's a rest in peace, right? That's a, that's a Jared Lorenzen. You should be. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't mean to talk bad about the guy I and mean, he was no, no. great. I loved every second of him. He was a funny guy. He, he, he knew who he was and what he was and he made himself, he did a lot of fun things with it. So yeah, a little brush with a uh, brush with greatness there at your first yes. job. Very nice. There you go, Bob. That's exactly right. So anyway, get, well, getting back to the Reds, the big thing so far is the way they've hit the way they've hit the ball is completely the opposite. We've mentioned it a couple of times already, but completely the opposite of how they were last year. Way underperformed. Everybody did pretty much. This year, almost everybody is overperforming. I think most of these guys are not going to be able to maintain this level of hitting throughout the rest of the year. Um, everybody's going to kind of level off, but then you have Votto who had a, a rough start and Suarez who had a rough start and hopefully those guys will ra- raise a little bit and I'm sure they will. Mm-hmm. Um, and Votto is already starting in the last few days to do that. Um, so, it, it, you know, that stuff's going to level off right now. They're top three or five in everything in baseball, you know, offensively pitching wise, they, so, you know, specifically to, to get, to have the, lead the baseball leader in home runs. And I think RBIs for at least a few days being your, th- being the third guy on the depth chart in left field <laughs> who comes in, comes in as the third guy. If you're, if you're counting Shogo Akiyama and Jesse Winker as one and two in left field, the third, <laughs> third guy on the, on the depth chart got some playing time because Shogo's still hurt and Winker was yep. sick for a little while. Tyler Naquin has been, crushing the ball and so has nick castellanos uh so those two alone are really carrying the offense but then senzel's had some really good games tucker barnhart's hit the ball pretty well 
Um, Jonathan India is right now the the leading rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, yeah, I think no question because he was leading for at least a day. Was leading the league in RBI RBIs. I'm pretty sure he's 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 top ten. He's only three RBIs off. He's in the top ten in RBIs. Uh, he's hitting 333. The guy's unbelievable. Yeah, they're getting a lot of a lot of guys who are playing uh, very very well. And like I said, I think it's going to even out. But hopefully, then the pitching will too because we they've had some great starts. They've they've had a few duds, but some some really good looking starts. Wade Miley has been a very pleasant surprise. He's he was like fifth on the depth chart of, uh, among you know uh, at opening day. I think he was the fifth pitcher. So, um, and he he's had two gems. So, uh, with Sonny Gray coming back, stick him in there, and then eventually Lorenzen's going to get his chance, and we'll see. I I don't know if I'm super confident in his ability to be a really good starter all year long. Um, I, I, he, I can almost kind of see him making his way back to the bullpen, but I think that's totally fine because I think you have guys who number one, whoever, whoever gets bumped out, Jeff Hoffman or whoever. And then you also have guys like TJ Antone. And I, I mean, I think Lucas Sims could step in and be a starter. Although I don't think, I think they're committed to using him as at the back end of the bullpen. Um, but, there are a couple other guys who are, I think, capable of eating up, you know, enough innings to keep it rolling. So either way, hopefully, I hope Lorenzen comes out and is is just sets the world on fire and is awesome. But um, we are expecting back those two guys in the rotation, uh, and then uh, right now, I think the pitching is is most of the um, in the league. They're kind of middle of the road or so, maybe just a little bit above that in the like 10 to 16 range in most stats. Um, so they're doing enough to win games. Uh, and, you know, like you said, I think it's exciting that you get Sonny Gray back and they're coming back home for another homestand here. I, I, I love it. I love this team. I love what's going on. I'm totally good. I think this team is going to be fun to watch. I don't know that this team is going to win the division. I don't know that they'll um, – I, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. Uh, whether it is winning this division or, or as a wild card. But this team is going to be fun to watch. They've got high energy. We talked about energy. We've talked about these things before. We, we both that? believe <laughs> we both believe that the uh, that certain energy is good, certain energy is bad. Uh, but and, and I think we agree for the most part on those things. For We've had part. conversations off the podcast outside of that anyway um i'm just super excited i just can't wait to watch these red legs continue on they get to full strength Vado's hit a couple bombs in the last two. he hit one home run on the road last year he's already hit two in the first 10 games so good for him we've got good things happening positive vibes on yes sir yes sir all right Let's move on, Chris, to our Mount Rushmore this week. Let's Mount Rushmore this week is vacation destinations, and it's specifically ones that you have been to. So your own Mount Rushmore vacation vacation destinations. And and I had a little bit of trouble with this. I got to be honest with you. Um, okay. Because my experience with the vacation, it has, is it, I'm finding, is playing a big part 
in this. So it's not just the location, but it's the experience. It's the reason for going. It's the, you know, cause I'm not a beach guy. I don't just take vacations to beaches and sit on the beach. all sure. the time. I don't, I don't do that. Um, so usually my vacations are specific uh, for I'm going somewhere for a reason to see a certain thing or whatever. Yeah. Most of your vacations are long weekends. You're right. You're right. I, I don't take, I, yeah, I very rarely take vacations for a full week and go somewhere and spend a week in a hotel. And I, I just usually don't do that. So I'm going to warn you, you might not love, or I might not be good at saying like, okay, this, I went to this place and some of these things are repeats too. Like I went to the same place, but they're for different reasons. I think that's where I'm getting myself in trouble here, but I think I'm just going to go with it. Okay. And if, if you don't like it, feel free to yell at me. Feel free to tell me. Uh, hey, to, dude, this one it. was yours. This was your choice. You got to choose the Mount Rushmore this year. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm saying no rules on this one then. No rules. Let's go. You want to go? Why don't you go first? No, no, no. No, it's already started. You're up. You want me to go? Okay. Absolutely. Okay. Um, I got to put, uh, for one of them at least, I got to put this Indiana basketball trip that I went on with my dad and my brother one year, long time ago. It was a sort of a Larry Bird slash Indiana basketball trip. Indiana is one of the top states with a basketball history. Uh, it's and, and Basketball is has to be the number one sport in Indiana. Um, it, you know, Hoosiers is, it kind of tells the story a little bit of what you think of with Indiana basketball. It's like small town. Everybody rallies around basketball, uh, farm, farmland and stuff like that. All of Indiana is not like that. Indianapolis is the exact same city as Cincinnati. So it's, we know it's not, um, but all over Indiana, it's a big basketball state. Okay. Um, we went to see, we went to French Lick in West Baden, French Lick, where Larry Bird grew up. West Baden's where he went to high yep. school. They're like neighboring towns. Um, just to see, there's like a street named after him. There's French Lick is actually a pretty, pretty popular vacation destination for like weekend trips for it's a lot like of people. bed and breakfasts and stuff like that, right? Don't have a bunch of stuff like that. Place. Yeah. 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 Um, so, anyway, we went there specifically for Larry Bird. We didn't stay at the bed and breakfast or anything like that. Uh, we stayed, we slept in the front yard of Larry Bird's house that he grew up in. That's a lie. We didn't do that. <laughs> um, but we, there was, so there are a few different uh, like home videos that they made, of, you know, NBA endorsed home videos of Larry Bird is one specifically that I've, that I had for a long time and watched it 10 million times. So, on that thing, they show videos of French Lick and West Bay, just shots or whatever, you know, as part of a highlight reel or something. So we saw yeah. like the, the this uh, outside like playground basketball court there outside the school um, and that that we saw on this video and just, I don't know, we just kind of, we, we went to this playground outside the high school we went to and, and shot and stuff like that. Anyway, very nerdy stuff, but we did that. That's not nerdy stuff. That's cool stuff. We went. That, thank that's you. goosebump stuff. That's goosebump stuff, right thank, there. For me, yeah. For for me, it is. Uh, we went to Indiana State, where Larry Bird went to, <laughs> went to college. Played played at Indiana State. We went to Indiana, where he actually first went <laughs> for like twenty days yep. or whatever, and then left. Um, and also where you know back then I was probably in my early twenties or mid twenties or something like that, and I was still a big Bobby Knight fan. <clears throat> um, it was. 
maybe he might have still been there or it may have been just after he left. Um, yeah, but anyway, probably Texas Tech. Yeah, it, it was, uh, you know, just the history of Indiana basketball. Uh, we went there, walked around, walked around both campuses. It's 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 kind of fun to walk around. Oh, that's another one I got to write down. Kind of fun to walk around uh, college campuses you've never been to. Some really nice campuses. Anyway, that's one of them. Indiana basketball trip. Another one. Um, uh, I, I got to put the. This is hard because it's two different places, really. Boston and New York. New York, uh, Cooperstown, New York. So this was a, uh, a trip that you know well because you went on it with me. Uh, it was we, an awesome trip. It was an awesome it was trip. Our, kind of our senior trip. Me and your brother's senior trip. That's right. Uh, we home run to, derby. We, we had to play a home run derby at some softball – college softball field. I don't remember where it was at, but – we put. We went out and bought a bunch of bought a bunch of baseballs. Had a few wooden bats in the back of the car. Played some home run derby. That was so fun. Uh, that was in New York, somewhere in New York. I think the day before we went to Cooperstown. I want to say. Yep. Uh, yep. And then and then from so we we went to the Hall of Fame, of course, and then we went to uh, Boston after that and saw a Red Sox game. And when the Red Sox were at their, at, that was two thousand two, I think. Um, yeah. So. Red Sox were really good then. They played the Oakland A's, who were even better probably at that time. And we saw – do you remember the pitching matchup we saw? I don't remember the pitching matchup, but I remember – because I remember the shortstop matchup. It was Nomar Garcia Parra, my favorite player at the time, and Miguel Tejada was, was the shortstop. And I, to this day – goosebumps right now. I got goosebumps mm-hmm. right now talking about this. To this day, I tell people – I've never seen faster hands than Miguel Tejada. Mm-hmm. He caught a ground ball and the ball was out of his hand before the ball was in his glove. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Very cool. It was Derek Lowe versus Barry Zito. Was the oh, I knew it was Barry Zito. Yeah, I remember and Barry it, Zito. But Derek both, Lowe at the time was a stud. Two of the very best in baseball pitchers. Um, yeah, and this was uh, – it was – was it August? I want to say it was in August. It might, yeah, it might have been. All I remember is we got there. We got to Boston, and we stayed in our hotel and either watched or listened to on radio the game that night when we got there. We didn't get to go to the game that night we got there. Woke up in the morning, did a stadium tour, which was unbelievable. The greatest thing I've ever done. Walked on Fenway Park, went – Got to peek in behind the the green monster where they keep score and stuff like that. Unbelievable. Went up into the went up into the uh, uh, press box and and we had our red stuff on and and little we had we got to make a little joke. They had not won a World Series at the time, right? They they won that first World Series in 04. And you know, there's a couple of jokes made about the 2000 or the 75 World Series. You know, oh who so who did win that 75 World Series? You know, because the guy was talking. He was talking about, you know, the view down the line of uh, from where we were standing. You could is pretty much the same view. You see the home run, the Carlton Fisk hit in '75 in Game Six, and I uh, just randomly I was like, "So who won that World Series?" I'll never forget <laughs> saying that in the back of that room. The guy had a little smart thing. It was a little fun deal there, but we ended up. The coolest thing about that whole that whole trip was after our stadium tour. We walked directly to where they they were just opening 
the because back then Boston sold out every game. Every game was sold out. You could get there when they opened the ticket window. Yes, before the internet. Okay, yeah. so you you actually had to go to the window to buy a ticket, but you could get standing room only in obstructed view seats. And we got there. We were the first people there, first people in line. And the lady at the window was so great. She said, I've got these seats for you. They're considered obstructed view. But really, all we did was put a row of seats in where like people walk across in between innings. We were like 10 rows behind the dugout. Normally, it's a walkway. They just stuck us in there. We had a little bit of extra leg room. And the only time anybody walked in front of us was in between innings. Couldn't have been any better. Yes. the One of the best ticket experiences I've ever had. And it couldn't have come at a better time. Our only, you know, our, maybe one, our only chance to be at Fenway Park in our lives. We didn't know then. Um, and yeah, they were perfect. I want to say they were 55 bucks a piece. I, I for some yeah, reason, I feel I mean, like there was some, that sounds right somewhere. And for those yeah. seats at that time in Fenway Park, a steal. Absolutely. Oh, those were those were $150 a night seats. Yes, absolutely. Every bit of it. Every bit of it. Such a good trip. Such a good trip. So okay, I'm sorry. I've got to I've got to continue on so I don't take up the entire night doing this. No, Um, that was my fault. I'm no, no, it's I that was fun to reminisce about that. Uh we could do a whole podcast probably about that trip. Um Mm -hmm. I got to put in God man, I have so many of them now that I'm thinking about. I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the trip i took my brother and i took to new york city specifically to go see conan so he and i are big conan o'brien fans it was oh five i want to say um he had no money i had very little money but i i got tickets are free <laughs> tickets to go to the show are free so i got tickets like six months in advance you don't know who's going to be on the show or anything like that. You just, you, you get tickets, you apply for the tickets or whatever, and you get them and that's the date. And so we got the tickets. I got, I bought two plane tickets, the cheapest plane tickets I could find. Got on the internet and found a hotel. I don't know anything about New York or New York city, especially back then. So we stay at a Howard Johnson in Jamaica, Queens, Oh, so awesome. <laughs> Love that. We had we had bars on our on the window of our hotel room. And we had so we went there, we did not rent a car. We didn't I mean in New York City most people don't drive anyway, but I, we didn't have a car. We didn't really know where we were. So we had to figure out once we got there, we had to figure out where how we were going to get around, how to deal with the subway, I, you know, you kind of take the subway or you get a cab really. Um, right. There was no, you know, lift or any of that kind of stuff back then. So we have our tickets to Conan. We go to Conan. We, I th- we were going to try to see some other stuff while we were there, but we didn't really have a real plan because we didn't really have much money. So anyway, we go, we walk around, we, we try to get, we get to Conan early um, and, and just kind of walk around the, you know, in, in Manhattan there and, um, and around Rockefeller center and everything. And we get in there, we get in line, I don't know, two, three hours before, cause it's first come first serve. You don't have re- reserved seats. So we get there and, and we are like the third people in line. We're way up front. 
So we get in and we're down. We end up, you know, like it's, you know, stadium seating. It's, it's first of all, the, um, the studio was way smaller than it looks on TV. So they, oh, yeah. they do it like they like round it and they do tricks basically where the cameras make it look a lot bigger, way smaller, but we get in, it's like stadium seating and there are like stairs going like two sets of stairs going through the middle. So the, the, there are like little parts on the first part of the stairs that there's no seats. You know what I mean? Like the, the, where the stairs come up. So we are like in the little section where there's like four seats, four seats, four seats, and then the whole rows open up. So we're like in the second row. And so we're right up front. It's awesome. Amazing seats. Um, he, you know, his, his warm up guy comes out. Jimmy Pardo was his name. He's a really good comic. I ended up seeing him. I saw him earlier in Cincinnati, one of the first uh, comedy shows I ever went to. I think the first one. So he's his warm up guy. He comes out and then Conan comes out after that and kind of like warms the crowd up and just kind of like walks up the steps a little bit and just kind of says hey to a few people and stuff and makes a couple jokes and stuff. Really cool. I mean, walked. I was on the aisle, I think, and he walked right like this close to me like brushed my ear with his pants pocket um but the, <laughs> i don't know <laughs> marty mcfly walking around out there with his pockets hanging out <laughs> yeah uh no anyway that that part was really cool and then even cooler part that i wish i could have handled better as soon as the show's over his head writer um name is mike something that doesn't matter his head writer uh, comes out and, and says, like, looks at the first few rows or whatever and said, hey, I have tickets to the Brooklyn Cyclones game tonight. Uh, AAA affiliate of, I can't remember, but Brooklyn Cyclones. So we had no other plans. We didn't know what we were going to do. And we were like, all right, we'll take them. It was for that night. I mean, this was, he, he records in the middle of the afternoon. So this sure. is, yeah three o'clock maybe or something like that and the game's at seven or whatever um so but we have no idea how to get there or anything like that so we have to try to figure out and we couldn't like we we started looking at a, a map of the subway system in new york city and for some reason i don't know i i was an idiot or something and i just couldn't figure out how we were going to get there and then we were like <laughs> okay so then afterwards how are we going to get back and we wanted the trip be able to like plan all out because we didn't want to just be stuck in the middle of nowhere and not know how to get home or you know if the subway system stops it at a certain time or whatever we didn't know how to get back um the the very first part of the trip we get so this is new york city we're we're too uh meek mild people in our early 20s and wet behind the ears wet behind the ears uh greenhorns if you will and we uh get a cab from the from the airport to our hotel okay we didn't know how far it was but we didn't have any other options it was that we didn't know how to get to the subway or how to get so we just get a cab <laughs> the cab driver uh, is just this aggressive dude. He he's he he gets our bags, throws it in there, gets in the car. We get in, and we tell him the address. He starts driving. We almost get in 10, 15 wrecks on the way there because people drive like maniacs there. Okay, just like inches away from hitting every other cab there. Just I'm constantly- driving through downtown Boston was the greatest thing in my life. And I've heard that Boston and New York are exactly the same. 
Oh my gosh. It was a nightmare. I mean, I was glad I wasn't driving, but I was scared to death. I mean, I, I probably broke the handle on the door from squeezing <laughs> it so tight. Anyway, we finally get to, to the hotel. He drops us off. It's the, the, the total's like 22 bucks, 2250 or something like that. I only have twenties. Okay. I hand the man, he says 2250. I hand the man $40 because I only have 20s. He says, okay, thanks, gets in his cab and takes off. <laughs> Apparently, I gave the man an $18 tip <laughs> for a $22 ride. Okay. That's so great. So <laughs> and you know, I'm I wasn't, I didn't have the um you weren't gonna say, hey, can I please have my change, yeah. Mr. Man? I right. So <laughs> Anyway, that was the, I forgot to add that the first thing that happened to us in New York was that. So anyway, we end up unfortunately not going to the Brooklyn Cyclones game because we just we couldn't figure it out in time how we were going to get there and get back and all that kind of stuff. Um, I think now I could have pulled it off. I would I would, I would have just made sure we got there. Anyway, sure. But we went back. We went back to. We the also would have stayed at a little better hotel. Yeah. The internet, right? We have the internet now, so the internet changes things. We went right. So we ended up going back to the hotel and we just like took a walk down the street that this hotel was on, which was not a good idea. (laughs) Um, And we just went to this little convenience store, this little, this little tiny bodega or whatever, this little, you know, uh, stop and go or whatever. And we got, Mm -hmm. we got some cookies for dinner and we went (laughs) some cookies and some pop or whatever. I'm sure probably Dr. Pepper or something and went back to the hotel and ate our dinner. And, uh, And I think that's all we did on that trip. (laughs) But it's so great. It was it was fun. I got to see Conan live. It was it was one of the worst shows. Uh, Like Conan is amazing because it doesn't matter who he has on. I just think his comedic sensibilities are so funny. It usually doesn't matter. But he had on, if I remember right, it was it was Al Franken. Okay, so he's a comedian, but I think he was transitioning to politics at that time. Mm-hmm. So he had Al Franken on. So I'm like, okay, great comedian, but you know, I don't really know Al Franken that well. And he's getting into politics and stuff. And then the second guest was a kid uh, who was in like a documentary about ballroom dancing, like this 10 year old kid. Oh, so it great. was awful. <laughs> it was awful. So great. So anyway, I think who was I- the who? Who was the musical guest? The musical guest, I can't remember, but I remember. It was a it was a song that was kind of popular at the time, and I cannot remember the name of the song or the band. Maybe my brother would remember that. But I remember we as we were leaving, we found out the band was coming back on to play again because they messed up the song. When they played it for us on the show, they apparently messed up the song. We couldn't tell, but they wanted to play it again. So they had the audience leave after the show was over and they came back out and filmed them playing it again and just cut it together for the show that night. Did you watch the Conan O'Brien show that night? Yes. In your hotel room. Could yeah. you see yourself? Uh, um, gosh, I can't remember, but you know what I had, I think I had my, I think I had my dad, uh, tape it on vhs tape it yeah vhs tape it pretty sure i still have it somewhere so i'll have to go back i'll have to find a vhs player and go back and watch it (laughs) uh, 
I don't, I don't know. I can't remember if we, if we were on there and I think we might've, I think they panned across real fast or something when we saw each other or we saw ourselves. But um, anyway, that was that trip. That's number three. Number four, I am uh, it's, I've got between the, we went to the, my family and I went to Barry Larkin's hall of fame induction in Cooperstown. So same place, but it's between that. I went, we, we took a trip and went to the Orioles ballpark in the Washington Nationals mm. ballpark within a couple of days of each other. The Orioles ballpark is my favorite ballpark I've ever been to. Yeah, I've heard great things about uh, Camden. It's Camden's amazing. Um, I went to Memphis for a Memphis Grizzlies game. I loved every second of that trip. I went to Chicago for a Bulls game. You and I have both been to a million Indiana Pacers games. Um, and the, so it's between those. And the only other one I can think of is we went to, you know, about my passion and my dad's passion for the television show, the Andy Griffith show. And we mm-hmm. went to Mount Airy, North Carolina. As a matter of fact, I'm going to make that uh-uh. my fourth one because not only did we do that, we went to Mount Airy, North Carolina, where Andy Griffith, the actual Andy Griffith actually grew up and what right. Mayberry yeah. is based on loosely based on, I guess. Yeah. Um, and they the, like the whole town. It's a very small town. Like the whole town's basically a museum to that show. It's a museum to it. I've, I just had a guy send me a bunch of pictures of him next to Andy Griffith uh, statue down there. He went to a wedding in that in that little town. Cool. So yeah, but we did that, and also we we did like a college tour. Basically, we went to the University of North Carolina. We went to Duke. We went to Wake Forest. I think we stopped real quick at NC State. I want to say but we went to three or four colleges and we spent a bunch of time at UNC and Duke, just walking around the campus and looking at everything Two beautiful campuses. And we went to, we, we actually walked in, we actually got inside to Cameron indoor and they were doing a, 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 um, uh, some kind of camp, some kind of basketball camp. And we somehow oh, got that's cool. just looked around. Um, and that was really neat. Yeah, that was cool. And I, I think we got to, have yeah, you been, have in. you been to Butler? Have you been to Butler? Never been to Hinkle Fieldhouse. I went to Hinkle a couple years ago. My dad was unbelievable. But I always think of the way you hear him talk about Cameron Indoor. It's like it's a real small – it's pretty small, right? It's yeah. not big. And everything's on top of it. Like I think of those two places as being the same. I don't, I don't know. I'll tell you, I loved – Hinkle was – dude, that was – that's an ancient treasure. That place is a – that place is ancient. We'll just say ancient. I will make it to a, to a game at Hinkle field house. I would love to do that someday. Um, so anyway, that's going to be my fourth one. You are up pal. What are your four? What are your, what is your Mount Rushmore? What, what were your four? What just real quick. So, Grace through them without, without the stories, just <laughs> Indiana, Indiana basketball trip, Boston slash hall of fame trip, Conan NYC trip and North Carolina. And trip. then the best, the North Carolina trip. Okay. Okay. So man, those are, so different than what I have because I've got a beach, a beach, a beach, and a beach. Uh, uh, I go. We, my my wife's mother is my mother-in-law. My wife's mom is a travel agent, so we go on. Uh, we used to go on a cruise like every two years. Obviously, it's been a little different here lately when we hit started having kids and things like that. But uh, we did a cruise to, uh, and one of the stops was Panama, and we got to go. I got to go to the Panama Canal. They were building the new canal back at the time, but I was at the old Panama Canal and I got to watch a ship go through the canal and get lifted up and, you know, came into the canal. They had two, 
it, dude, there couldn't have been like a foot of space on either side of this giant ship in this canal. And they got like these two, um, like bobcats on either side of the canal that are hooked to it. And they just drive straight at the exact same speed and pull that ship through the canal is one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Um, and then we also, and that same, I don't know if it was in Panama or not, but we did a, uh, I did a, she didn't do it, but a, uh, what do they call it? A canopy uh, zip line. Like you're literally, like you do zip lines all around, right? But this was in the canopy of the real rainforest, of the actual rainforest. Yeah, that was unbelievable. Guy was driving a van, driving us in a van. Talk about the city of New York and feeling like you're going to die in a car crash. This guy's driving a van in the rainforest on these, roads that are the size of the van and then on the side of the van it's soaking wet mud road and it falls off into nowhere and he's sliding like crazy going it's the scariest thing that was i thought i i thought i was gonna die on my way up mm. to the top of that so but that was awesome unbelievable views from the top of that unbelievable that was cool uh i went to hilton head I feel like I have to put Hilton Head in just because it was the vacation that I went on for like 13 straight years, like 16 out of 17 years of my life or something crazy. Like, do we went to Hilton Head every single year with the same family? Uh, Matt St. Clair, the St. Clairs, Matt was my age. Trisha was like a year older than my sister, two years. I can't remember something like that. But from the time I was like, I don't know, 10 till I was like 27. I can't even tell you how long it was, but it's been a long time. Um, we still do little weekend trips with that family. But anyway, Hilton Head has to be on there just because I feel like I know that Highland better than anything in the world. Uh, also, Key West. Is that uh, not where you, maybe it's not. Is that not where you got engaged, maybe? No, no, no. I got engaged uh, in another place on okay. here. Uh, so, so Key West was, I've only been to Key West once we were going on a cruise. It was the first stop of the cruise. It was like where the cruise went off at or something, but or maybe it went off in like Miami, but it stopped in Key West in Florida. Loved it. That was one of the best times I ever had was in Key West for that one day or a few hours. Loved that, uh, Key West, uh, part of another cruise again. And I went to, we went on a all-inclusive that place and where I went. Problem is, I don't know if it was in Mexico or South America. So I don't know where it was at. I can't even remember where we went. That was fun. But my last place, number four, is going to be the Gulf, anywhere in the Gulf of Mexico. From, from like Flor, Florabama, you ever heard of Florabama? So like uh, Perdido Key, Florida. You've got Gulf Shores, Alabama, Perdido Key. You got Destin, Panama, Panama City, all the way through that whole Gulf, white beaches. You know, clear water, that by far, that's just where I love being in the Gulf of Mexico. I don't care where it's at. That is my favorite destination. And we were in, we were in there. I believe it was Perdido Key when I asked my wife to marry me. Such a great story. Stick the, got the, you know, before we go on this vacation with her family, you know, ask dad from your hand in marriage, tell him how I'm going to do it, blah, blah, blah. And um, 
So I had this ring in my pocket. I had it every day down at the beach. I had it in my pocket everywhere we went. I had no idea how I was going to ask her to marry me. Zero plan. None. Just figure out, I'll find the right place. We go to this go-kart place. Okay. Oh, no. Yeah. And I don't know what happened. All of a sudden, my mother-in-law goes, oh, you two take a picture by that sign. And it said something like, something, something goofy like, wear a helmet or you'll die. Like, go-kart, thanks for coming or something like that. I don't even know what it said. But I was like, I don't know why. Just all of a sudden, I was like, well, this is it right here. Everybody's looking at just us. And I stand there next to the sign with her and I get down on my knee. Everybody's got their cameras up to take a picture of us. I get down on my knee and pull that out of my pocket. And my wife never even looks at me. She's looking at everybody with the cameras. And my mother-in-law goes, <gasps> like, is just blown away. Cause I didn't tell her at all. The only one that knew was my father-in-law oh. and Aaron, for some reason, thought there was a bee or something by her and because of the reaction her mom had it starts freaking out going oh my god what's going on oh my god <laughs> she is freaking out like crazy the pictures are hilarious i'm on one knee staring at her and she's got like the funniest faces as she thinks something is going on so great oh man such a <laughs> such a horribly timed I'm the, I don't know. I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea. Uh, anyway, so yeah, those are my four. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, way better work uh, uh, slimming down the uh, stories for everything than I did, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so I apologize for that. No way, man. That's what, this, that's what it's about. It's our, hey, it's our podcast. We can take as much time on whatever we want. That's true. That's true. So let us now take some time. On, oh, by the way, this will be of, fast. Speaking of golf of Mexico, um, that's another reason it's one of your favorite places is because you love golf, even though I know it's not spelled the same. But um, congratulations, Lee Trevino. I was right on the uh, who the winner of the Masters. Good job. Um, and so neither of my neither of my people who had who had a, a small baby together for uh, <laughs> Justin. What is what was it? How did I, how did I, I, I put Dustin, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Thomas, maybe. Yeah. Dustin Thomas. That's what it was. I took Justin Thomas and Dustin Johnson and made a baby uh, <laughs> as for who I thought was going to win. I really thought Justin Thomas was going to be the guy, but he just, uh, he, he, I mean, he was, he was there. He, he was there. Just couldn't quite pull it off. Congratulations to the very first Japanese winner of the, of the uh, masters, which is really cool because he would never even be where he's at, except for the masters uh, decided years and years ago that they were going to try to get a bigger draw into the sport of golf. And they started letting, um, they had an, a, a, like an Asian masters or like an Asian open and the winner of that got to play in the masters. They got an exemption to be able to play in the masters he, Hideki Matsuyama, I can't even say that. Former, former New York Yankee. What's his real name? 
Matsuyama is the guy's name. <laughs> Hideki Matsui was a, was a former. Yankee. Oh yeah, I was just saying. No, I said that right, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, no, you did. Yeah. You did. I was just making that joke yeah. to myself because I watched a lot of the Masters. Actually, I was making that <laughs> joke really? all weekend long. Wow. Yeah. So Hideki Matsuyama uh, plays a great. I mean, it was there was zero intrigue in it. Like he could two putt at the end, and he did. Uh, <laughs> and he could two putt and win, three putt and tie, and he two putted. He. Trust me, he wasn't missing that second putt. But um, he 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 won that. He he got to come over, and because of how well he did there, he got a he got a couple more exemptions and got to start playing over here, and ended up ended up you know becoming a really good player for 10, 15 years. And he's now he's got a green jacket, and I don't know if it's that long. I don't think it's been that long. But anyway, now he's got a green jacket, and will probably end up being one of the highest paid golfers will make some of the most money because apparently golf is huge in Japan and he just became the face of Japan. So he's going to make a ton of money in endorsements, a ton of money overall, and he's probably going to win a lot more tournaments. So he's already won quite a few tournaments, but he's going to win another major or two. So congratulations to him. But I'll tell you what, the kid Will Will Zalatoris, uh, that was fun. Wasn't it fun to run. watch him play? He yeah, did he, make started, a run. he made a little run. He he got to within a stroke, I want to say. Um, well, he lost by a stroke. He lost by one stroke, but well, he ended up losing by one. Stroke. I mean, yeah, but I mean, he never really had a chance going into that last hole. Okay, they pulled him up. He was out there practicing. Like they they showed him back out on the out on the driving range, like getting some swings in just in case. Just in case something happened, but when uh, Matsuyama got up there and he was, what was he, three strokes up or two strokes? He was two strokes up, I think, or something like that. And uh, he hit, he hit one. He 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 had a really good drive, and that was pretty much they they walked over to him. They show basically show they basically show him grabbing him, saying, "All right, it's time to get off this drive. You ain't you ain't winning. You ain't gonna get to play. He's got it. It's over." So it was kind of cool. Yep. All right, congratulations, Hideki Matsuyama. All right, so now, speaking of Lee Trevino, the fictitious winner of the 2021 Masters that I just made up. Yes. Uh, his great-great-grandson, Steve Trevino, uh, was our comedy special of the week here. Uh, My Life in Quarantine. So one of the, one of the actual, uh, quite a few people have kind of put out specials now since the pandemic has started you know a lot of them have looked a little bit different his was this uh place outside uh people had masks and everything on austin uh, texas and oh yeah in austin um so yeah maybe maybe nobody had masks on then but uh, oh they all did no everybody <laughs> did that was a that was they all had masks on that was back on texas before, so bad well before before that everything opened back up 100 percent. but anyway yeah. um Okay, I went first on Mount Rushmore. You got first on Steve. If you want to go first uh, on Steve Trevino. Absolutely, I will go first on uh, Steve Trevino. Uh, So I got to say, so old boy came out, right? He was hot. He was sweating. It was so funny. I loved every bit of his hot sweatiness uh, because it just seemed he was a little bit uncomfortable. Cause you could tell he hadn't been doing much work. Right. A lot of this was stuff that 
we come to find out now was probably stuff that he had been working on on his podcast was like the only way that he was getting to do any of this work. Um, so uh, we turned this on. It's an hour long special or so we thought. <laughs> it was about 20 minutes special. All right. 20, 30 minutes special is all it was. And I got to tell you, it was good. I wrote a few things down, right? Um, uh, I, she made the bed with me and I don't even know why I wrote some of the stuff down. There was a lot of, there was some funny jokes. He had some really good stuff. He was talking about uh, his, his wife pushing him, pushing a football out for a baby or whatever. Like couldn't imagine. He's like, if, if I had a, if I had a hockey puck, if I had a baby hockey puck come out of there, oh. I am never having another baby cracking me up little things. So, uh, uh, the blowing the yard. He was talking about blowing the yard, blowing the, he kept saying blowing, kept saying blowing the yard, blowing, blowing, blowing the neighborhood, blowing the neighborhood. I knew that was going to come back around to what it came back around to. Uh, that was good. So there was a lot of parts I laughed at. I thought it was pretty good. The special part was pretty good, but it wasn't that long. Hmm. Then it turned into him doing a live podcast with his wife, which apparently he does this podcast with his wife since the, um, what do you call it? The, uh, the, the, the pandemic started. Mm-hmm. I've never heard of this guy, Me but apparently he's semi-famous because people know who he is. So I don't know. I didn't think it was bad. I, his wife was lame. Well, I'm not going to lie to you. Like his wife up there, she wasn't that good. You know, you could tell he was the one that is in show business and she's not. Well, she was, uh, he she made fun of her an actress. Oh, really? That's what he said. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember hearing that part. Anyway, she's not very nice to him. Uh, <laughs> makes him do a lot of stuff. Pretty funny. The There was some really good stuff in there about Home Depot. That was really funny. Um, but I haven't wrote a number down, so I'm talking myself into a number right now. Uh, they, they brought her dad out there, which was the dad, her dad and his mom were good. The neighbors that came out to do the part podcast thing, there was no need for them to ever even come out. That was, they were horrible. Um, all that being said, I don't know how to rate this because it wasn't like a special, it was a special and a podcast that I had told was forced into. <laughs> I would watch this guy stand up. I would definitely watch this guy stand up. I think he would be pretty funny. Um, he did. He had pretty good timing. Um, he, he brought jokes. He turned jokes around, made them go full circle over time. Uh, all stuff that I love in, in comedians. We've talked about the way different comedians do things. And, and, and I enjoy that, you know, kind of the, uh, the old school original way of, of uh, you know, like if you were to pick up a book on comedy, you know, say this, do this, turn it around, bring it back. That whole thing is, 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 is he, he did a good job of, it. I'm going to go out. I don't, cause I don't want to give it a really good rating. Cause it wasn't that long. He was short. I'm doing, I'm doing a three, just a three. Okay. I am writing, but I'm not down. going lower than that because it wasn't that bad. So you're, so you're thinking about that. You want to go lower than that. Otherwise you wouldn't have I want just- to go. I want to go lower than that because of the podcast part of it. Like I didn't need that. 
But if I'm just rating the special, it might have even been a little higher than a three. But because of that goofy podcast thing that they threw in at the end of it, as we're doing a podcast. Um, yeah, podcasts suck. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm going with a three. Yeah, just final, final note. Go okay. ahead. So I wrote down for you the number three and six E's after that. Three. Mm. <laughs> All right. As I said it, I wrote three and I put a decimal point and I just started making a circle. So I went three. <laughs> it's not a zero. It's a circle. It's a three and a shape. So that should be three a shape. Interpret three that however shape. you want. Yep. That's exactly right. All right. Uh, okay. I, you know what? I'll start at the end there. I was like, what in the Hold world? Hold on. Can oh. I can I say this real quick? I, I wrote a bunch of stuff down. My favorite part of this was exactly what the whole pandemic has been. Everyone is really good about social distancing and everything like that until it becomes a problem in their life. When he said, I couldn't fish because I wanted to go fishing with her brother. And three days later, her hairdresser is in the backyard. <laughs> and she told the hairdresser, don't do a really good job. Make it look like I did it. <laughs> that made me laugh because that is the story of this pandemic. Everybody is perfect at what they do. Social distancing, wear a mask. I do everything. But, you know, it's my... It's my mom's birthday or it's so-and-so, you know, they, they find a reason to make it okay to do whatever they do. And I'm right there. With, look, I put my hand up. That's me. hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, uh, you're doing the right things until, until you decide you're not going to. And then it's, well, it's, it's a mental health issue. It's, it's, you know, I have to, I have to have the, the, the human touch. I have to have that. So um, anyway, all right. Uh, you know Says what? Adam, you know, who got a girlfriend, who who somehow came up with a girlfriend during the pandemic. I did. I did. But I, I did make her the only person in my life that I did not wear a mask around. The only person. Um, okay. So. Uh, except when we kissed. I, I required a mask for that. There was two masks sure. like that. And that's because that's something to that. Oh, I mean. Lips that's to lips. Too much. Oh, God. Cooties and everything. Let's get real. Let's get real here. Come on. That's not happening. <laughs> All right. So uh, going by what one of those last things you said, that that thing where he was talking about she his wife brought her hairdresser in and the, snuck her in the backyard and they were doing the hair out back or whatever. Um, the best the best part of, the, of his part of the special was I thought when he, cause he talked to you talked about the home Depot thing and he ended up having some lady that worked at home Depot, teach him how to build a mantle. <laughs> and then he ended up having her sneaking her in the backyard to come and build the mantle. For don't him. do it. Perfect. Once again, turn the joke around. He said, don't do it perfectly. Right. Don't do it. Perfect. Make exactly. it look like I did it. Exactly. Just like he, she said to the hairdresser. So he did a very good job at that. To me, that was the only decent joke in the whole thing i thought this guy was not funny at all <laughs> i'll be honest i hate to say that 
you know, he apparently has is, is successful enough to get a special on uh, on Amazon Prime or whatever. And and uh, look, I he's enough people know him, wanted to come out and see him and everything, and uh, good for him. Um, and and maybe he's been funnier in the past. I think I saw another. I think I saw another special on there from the past. And maybe I should watch. Well, apparently, that. yeah. Yeah, because because it sounded like at the end he started talking about a story with his father-in-law with some edible gummies and 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 he talks about how it was in a previous special. So at some point in time, I'm going to watch that special just to see if this dude really is funny. Maybe I need to because this one just wasn't. I didn't feel like there was a whole lot that wasn't very predictable. Not almost nothing surprised me. Nothing was like really funny to me. I don't know. The one, the only thing I wrote down was his son was funnier. He brought his son. He brought his his son stole my joke. Stole my joke. Which one? So I have been telling the how do you make a tissue dance joke for longer than that kid's been alive. That's for sure. How do you make a tissue dance? Is Put it, a little boogie in it. I do that in softball every time before before the before. So how does it work? So the first inning of every game, throw the ball down to second, throw it around the horn, go to give it to the pitcher. He hasn't thrown a he hasn't thrown a pitch yet. I play third all the time, so I get the ball last, toss it up, walk over to the walk over to the pitcher, get ready to put it in his glove, and I just look at him and I go, "How you make a tissue dance?" And he looks at me and I go, put a little boogie in it. And I put the ball in his glove and I turn around and walk back to third base. Because you got to, you know, you got to lighten the mood a little bit. And then that kid stole it, put it nationally, out on Amazon Prime video. This kid got the most laughs. His dad laughed hardest at that joke than any other joke. And he stole it from me. Yeah, but he's got the he's got the four year old cuteness or six or however old he is. I mean, he gets how about this thirty seven year old cuteness? I mean, I'll give you that, but I appreciate that. Um, so I, I his I son mean, was funnier. That's rough. His son was funnier than he was. I, I, he had better jokes. I like the way he did his jokes. I like the one liners. You know about that? <laughs> like that. Um, and, and I don't know, man. I I just like I said, I'm probably gonna have to go back and watch some other stuff because this one wasn't too good for me um i gave what i think might be sort of a generous 1.9 on this that's it that's that's what i got i for feel Fabinho. it i feel it i'm fine with that I, I, I don't know you probably thought his podcast segment was better than his i i i didn't i did not but um and i was the same way as you i'm like what i, I had no clue that was going to happen until it did and then I'm like, what is really? And then I tried to give it a chance. I ended up turning it off while her, while his mom was on and she was starting to, I mean, the, you were right They're their neighbors or whatever. I wasn't, there was nothing happening. I don't there. know why they were there. And then his mom was, you know, uh, was a, was a sassy gal. So she, you know, it was a little funnier, but uh, I mean, she was like comparing herself. She said she makes better, whatever the dish was than her, uh, then the ex-husbands tortilla tortilla oh, not, not tortilla is it tortillas i forget what it was i don't know but anyway there's some famous things that mexican people make all the time 
tortillas, tacos, chimichangas. Uh, no, no, I think tortilla. Burritos. Uh, ch- Looks like a burrito. Doritos, tacos, locos, uh, chinchilla. Uh, wait, that's a name. Ooh, I had a chinchilla one time. Did you? Nope. Okay, me either. So we gotta we gotta pick a. <laughs> we have to pick a special for you next week and a Mount Rushmore for next week. So you're up on the Mount Rushmore. I've got the comedy special for next week. I already know what the, my comedy special is going to be. Perfect. Let's go. So I'm going to tell you uh, slowly so that uh, you get a chance to uh, evaluate all of your options for Mount Rushmore. So I am going with a new, this is brand new, just out. On YouTube, another comedian putting their own stuff out on YouTube. These guys are talking about how, in a lot of ways, this is better to do it this way. They have all the control over however they want to edit it. Um, it's it, you know it's free, so they're not making a ton of money. But except for getting sponsors, you know you can get you can get sponsors. When, especially once you reach a certain number of hits or whatever views, you can get sponsors on that, and you get. People, you get your name out there, you get your word out there, your comedy out there, and, and people start to follow you on other things, and you might get some other opportunities. So, Sarah Tolomash, you will know her as the wife of the great Joe List. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. Saw her on uh, Roast Battle. Uh, what's it? roast battle with joe list which is really funny yeah it, it, she was it, it, not the best roaster she won because she had like because he was jokes <laughs> and he was terrible yes <laughs> and i love joe list he's one of my favorite comics but he was not good on roast battle um okay so sarah tolamash i think it's t-o-l-l-e-m-a-c-h-e youtube look it up uh, i don't even think i'm not even sure there's a title i think it might just be I could be wrong about that. I will find out for sure for next week and I will let you know, but just search Sarah Tolamash on YouTube. All right. That sounds good. So I'll tell you what, buddy, man, I should have been a little more prepared, I guess, but uh, I, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do today for the Mount Rushmore. We've done 90s sitcoms. We've done Nintendo games, both of which were the first things that came to my head while I was trying to think of one to do, but I know that we've done both of those, so I'm not going to do those. Uh, I believe we've done a Mount Rushmore of pop. Yes. Soda, which I just looked over and thought that would be a good one. We've done chips. We've done cheesy snacks. We've done everything that I have in this room. <laughs> <laughs> so I am going to go. We've, have we done breakfast cereal? Yeah. Man. I think so we, we must that. do a lot of podcasts while I sit in this room and look around. <laughs> um, I'll tell have you we something. done candy? Have we done candy? Yeah, I'm pretty sure we did. Okay, that's good. That's good. I, I'm glad we did candy because I don't, I wouldn't even think of that off the top of my head. I'll tell you something that I know. I don't know if it's still there or not, but something I know used at least used to be in the room that you're in is a Papa shot. 
And that makes me think of arcade games. Something Ooh, maybe, I mean, so maybe that's a little close just, to just, games or something, but I don't know. I know I like that. So if we do arcade games, it's basically if it's inside if it if it would be inside of a Dave and Buster's, a game works, a 16-bit, or one of those little, you know, so from anywhere from literally from like Papa Shot to uh pinball. Yes. In every electronic arcade game in between well i'll let you keep man i'm about to use that you can use it i'm that's why i said it i, I just i would no 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 nope, you said nope, in that room and i nope, thought my favorite nope. thing at your I house i just figured it out your whole family you talked is... about camden yards you talked about camden yards earlier i'm gonna go mount rushmore of how many how many ballparks have you been to mm, probably six or something six or seven including the reds or not including the reds um yeah probably including i've been to two two ballparks for the reds <laughs> but that, right. I mean, that might be i gotta think hard about it but i can think of how about this right the off the mount rush places you've been mount rushmore of professional not collegiate professional venues professional sports venues that you've been to specifically four games right four games for games yeah i mean like most of those places you can go to concerts and stuff like that yeah no no no. four games for a for a game of what is what belongs there yes for games correct love it i thought you were saying four games like specifically four games you have to have attended four games games Yes. No. 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 Yes. Yes. No. 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 Yes. <laughs> so that you have to have gone to a game at that place. At that place. Yes. Perfect. Perfect. I love it. I've got I've got two off the top of my head. So I'm a three, four. Jeez, oh, Pete. This is going to be more. This is going to be tougher than I thought. Yeah. I, I. I mean, I have one for sure. Probably two. For sure. Yeah. I, I, and and we've been to plenty. Yeah, I've been to plenty. So I, yeah. This is going right. to be good. That sounds good. Well, that's what we'll do. That and then Sarah Talamosh. 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 Yep. Talamosh. All right. Well, so that gives us two things for three things for next week. Next week, we will have our comedy segment at the end because that's where the comedy belongs. At the end of the at the end of the podcast, we will have the Mount Rushmore of uh, professional venues that you've been to to see a game. We also will have a story. Sorry, let me let me get it right. I wrote it down. We will have walking stories with Cracker Thug, <laughs> aka Adam Schmidt, and uh, from there. You know, whatever sports are happening in the moment. Adam, sorry. Cracker Thug, until then, don't let your head, don't, don't forget to turn your headlights on. <laughs>